Hello and welcome to I Heard It on a Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. Get a wiggle on. <laughs> Is that a Western phrase? Yeah. What does it mean? It means hurry. It means hurry up. Get a wiggle on. Yeah. What would Western type people, cowboys, have reference to that wiggles? Um, cow penises? <laughs> I don't know about those wiggle. They might just. They kind might. Of, uh... I don't know. I've never looked closely. Yeah. Anyway, my name is Riley. <laughs> and I'm Isaiah. And welcome back. We've been away for a while. Yeah, we have. But we're glad to be back in we your are. lives. Yeah. Um, we have had a busy, I guess, month or two. I don't know how long it's been. It's probably been about I a think month. It's been about a month. Yeah. So we've had a very busy month. Um, lots of happenings in our lives recently, mm-hmm. and we're going to share them all with you so that you know why we left. All you. of them. Because if you recall, there was a couple of episodes ago when we were like, don't worry, we're never going to leave you. And then we left. <laughs> I know. I thought about that all the time. I was like, we are an abandoned cast. Yeah. We have failed everyone. But no, we're back. We're so, back. Uh, so yeah, let's talk about what's been going on. First okay. off, do you want to start with what's been up in your life for a month? Sure. Okay. So... You may have heard on some of the podcasts that I'm a meeting planner. That is my vocation. That is my job. And uh, mainly, a big one of the main things that I do is plan our annual convention. And we just had it. It happened uh, about two weeks ago. And it went pretty well. It was all online. It was all virtual. And uh, it was five days long. And it every day went pretty well. Nice. There were no major problems, and uh, people are generally happy. I think, and no one I think who went to it listens to this podcast. So that would be weird. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there was like a lot of people who went, so I guess yeah. it's not impossible. It's a possibility. Hello, <laughs> um, hello, <laughs> social and personality psychologists who are listening. <laughs> um, but anyway, that's been a thing that I've been spending a lot of time on, and I now have some more. Or I'm I'm I don't I don't necessarily have more free time, but I am less stressed, stressed out. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the weirdest stresses when you're like sitting at your computer and you're not like in physical danger and you right. can't really do much, but you're stressed. I was just looking just at a computer of, in your bed. I was just kind of waiting for something bad to happen yeah. for five days, uh-huh. and thankfully nothing really that bad happened. But. I was just kind of sitting there waiting for something to go wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the definition of my job, right? Yeah. At least during an event, right? But uh, thankfully, nothing yeah. did. So you just got to sit there and be stressed for a week. Yeah, living the dream. Good times. <laughs> that's what they pay me for. Yep. Well, cool. Um, yeah. So we've had a couple things in our life mm-hmm. going on too. Um, one big thing is that we're buying a house, which is really exciting. Woo-woo. Never thought this it would house happen. that we're currently in right now. Yeah, the one that we're that we're recording this in. We could actually make this a legit studio if we wanted to. We could I put up acoustic could. treatment. We could put a cool light in. We could do anything. The thing that I'm most excited about is, so my house is brown. It's just brown everywhere. It's the carpet's brown. brown. The trim is brown. The baseboards, the wall, the ceiling, everything's brown. It's all the, like they used a lot of the same. It's paint. the exact same paint because it's cheap and they just kind of slopped it on when the last person moved out or whatever. But we're going to be able to paint officially in a week. We're going to we're closing on week. the 5th. Oh, okay. So it's less than a week when you're hearing this, but it's about a week. Yes. It's a week from tomorrow for us when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. So, 
yeah, we close on the fifth, and then we'll be able to do whatever we want. We'll be able to paint. Have you thought about brown. paint colors yet? Yeah, we've talked a lot about <gasps> it. Yeah, we're gonna go with the very. You haven't like, asked my opinion yet, though. I've noticed. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> you have like a three percent buy-in. Wow, that's it. pretty good. I'll take that. <laughs> But to be fair, my unborn child has like a 6% buy-in, so. <laughs> what? How do they even voice their opinion? Kicks. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's getting very strong. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so we're going to go with the minimal, industrial, clean, modern look. Like a Chipotle? Kind of, but less of the like light wood and metal and more of like dark wood and black metal mm. yeah but if you can picture like picture a cool loft in soho oh picture that vibe yeah <laughs> we're, we're going with that okay um so like this place is three times more expensive than it actually is yes okay yes. but to be honest like i didn't think we'd be able to buy a house for yeah you're young 10 or 15 years you know because of how expensive houses are where I we don't live. plan on buying a house ever in my whole life. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'll ever be able to afford it. Yeah, but you I'm never gonna know. just going to live in your spare room. You could. I mean, you might try to buy a house. Banks give you a lot of money, even though you might not be able to afford it. Mm. So Clever. We, we can Clever afford banks. ours, but yeah, it's crazy. So I wondered how people buy houses, and then I applied for a mortgage, and I realized that <laughs> they just get huge mortgages. So, I guess so ours is a condo, so it's it's reasonable. We can afford it comfortably. Yes. So we're being responsible. So that's one big thing. The other big thing, and probably the main reason that we took the break, is because unfortunately my wife was diagnosed with a melanoma, um, mm-hmm. probably just about a month ago, actually. And so going through all of the stress of that and kind of figuring out how to deal with that and how to cope with that, we just figured it'd be best to take a break and not put the extra stress on. So that was probably the main trigger of it. But she just had surgery last Monday when you're listening to this. And it gets confusing keeping track. This is coming out on March for first. Yes, maybe. Probably. Yes. <laughs> Who knows? So, um, so she just had surgery and the surgery went well. Um, there was no complications or issues or anything. So we should have more results on today for you <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's all looking pretty promising and i don't think there's too much to worry about so we'll keep you updated on that but it's good to be back it's been a long time since mm-hmm. i've talked for two hours straight yeah and i missed it you know what else happened during the break what we went skiing we did the first time times. all year it yeah. was great i actually have been having like weird dreams about skiing not weird but just lots of dreams about skiing interesting and I've been like looking at gear to buy Ooh. and I'm like kind of getting into it now, especially <laughs> now that you're going to be around Colorado more, mm-hmm. like not just more, but all the time. Indefinitely. Yeah. Hooray for that. Hooray. Another big life update. Yes. But now we can like, we could make skiing like a hobby of ours, not just like a something fun occasional activity, but it could be like something that we're into, you know? I can definitely get on board so, for that. Yeah. So I've been looking at that because I want to get some... Oh, what did you say they're called? The rocker, camber rocker skis? Mm-hmm. Oh, man, we could yeah. do a whole podcast yeah, we about should. skis. We will. I've we, done my research. Yeah, we definitely will. I started doing some research, too. Yeah. And, like, trying to figure out, I think I need to have, like, three different types of skis. Because <laughs> I want, like, speed skis, and I want, uh-huh. like, carving skis, and I want, yeah. like, big, thick powder skis. Oh, yeah. So, but we'll talk about that in a different podcast, not okay. today. Um, but yeah, skiing was great. It was mm-hmm. the first time we'd gone all year. Yeah, and it was an amazing day. We had uh-huh. a great day. It was gorgeous. It was clear and warm in the morning, 
and snowy and cold in the afternoon mm-hmm. and there was, was no like one there no because one of there. covid yeah no one there and it was a weekday mm-hmm. it was great and we almost died twice on the road there that was kind of sketchy <laughs> it was just a straight road yeah that was kind of icy yeah and your and your like car kind of it was like straight bit. icy yeah it was we you didn't just, almost die i don't know how you can My fishtail when you're just driving the same speed in a straight line but somehow it did it like twice oh, so that was yeah. that was fun we probably wouldn't have died but it was good it was no. fun and there's just something about wyoming snow you know yeah it could be a song <laughs> Wyoming is a lot prettier with snow I'll say it, that it is yeah we both agreed on that there yeah. were some times when I had wished that I'd brought my camera because it was like gorgeous like when the sun was going down and then when we the sun first came out of the clouds and the trees oh, were man. all like glistening and it was nice it was gorgeous but well I'll tell you what two weeks from today uh-huh. when we're as of recording this we'll be skiing again so nice. we can bring our ca- you can bring your camera then I will yeah we talked about this because I'm going to bring the the gimbal and I'm going to bring a camera and I'm going to bring like the whole setup because we could get some like cool cinematic shots yeah. and we can for our YouTube channel. Yeah. For our YouTube channel, which we don't have, but maybe yeah. someday who knows ski, ski bums, but we're also going to be camping that weekend, which is going to be interesting. Oh man. It's either going to be really fun uh-huh. or just like grueling and so yeah. cold and brutal. And we or need both. to, we do need to talk about the logistics for that because it's going to take a lot more logistics than normal camping. I was looking yeah. at like propane heaters or like diesel heaters or like some sort of heater for keeping us warm. Like if we can't find wood or if we can't do a fire or like if it's just freezing cold and we need to get warm. Mm-hmm. And then I was also starting to think about like, oh, we're going to have to make sure we always have a ton of gas in the tank in case we need to like sleep in the car and be warm. And then I was like, what if the car doesn't start? Then we're going to have to like push start the car. And I was just like getting intense so we're gonna have to do some planning yeah, but we'll, i think it's gonna be fine we'll do that offline it has been getting really warm here recently well it just got cold today but yeah. it has been warm so we'll see it's possible it could be nice yeah but we'll find out but anyway enough about skiing <laughs> yeah. let's uh let's talk about some some news besides our personal news yes the future of the world in my opinion well not our world the future of a world a world Okay, so I first saw this during the Super Bowl. So did there I. There was this captivating. You know how there's like funny commercials, and then yeah. there's the commercials that everyone just kind They're of like, like becomes quiet. Yeah, and, and you're like, "What is this?" Uh-huh. I don't really even remember what the commercial was. I should have rewatched it. Do I'm pretty you? sure it's just like a horizon, and then this dude's like face, like in a space mask or not space mask, <laughs> COVID times space helmet. Like comes across and this four like goes into this circle and then there's like a solar lens flare. It was like a very spacey looking commercial, oh, but man, it didn't yeah. really have a lot of detail to it. No, but it that was, was that was vague. what captivated me. It was, but then at the end it said something like, "Don't miss your chance to be on one of the first civilian missions to space or something oh. like that." See, I missed that because I thought it was just like a one of those CBS sci-fi shows because there were so many like terrible CBS commercials for like their crappy <laughs> yeah. shows. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's just a crappy CBS show. So I missed the important part of the commercial. <laughs> but after that, it said inspiration4.com. That's it. And I immediately pulled out my phone and typed it into our podcast notes and I thought, 
we are going to talk about this. So you didn't go to the website. You just no, typed in the No, I've notes. never been to the website except okay. for right now. Okay. And we're going to explore it together. So right when you get to the website, yep. there's a button that says secure your seat yep. and a countdown that says countdown to crew selection. And it's in two days. Yeah. So when you've listened to this, it's over. It's over. You have no chance you to do this. You have no chance. Isaiah and I are the only ones going to space because yep. we are going to secure our seats right now. I'm clicking we the are, button. Okay. Click secure your seat. Okay. So I've already looked into this a little bit. Um, there's f- basically, it's a crewed mission to space built of all civilians, which seems unsafe, but technically one of them <laughs> is a pilot, so it's okay. And it's an automated spaceship. It's a SpaceX crew dragon, so they can control it all remotely. Um, but basically they're sending four, um, civilian crew members to space. Um, Jared Isaac man, which is a cool last name, mm-hmm. Isaac man, um, He's basically the guy who is funding this, and he's a pilot. He's the founder and CEO of Shift4 Payments, which I have never heard of, but it's basically like a payment processing company. Um, And it sounds like he just wants to go to space. He is a jet pilot. He's got a lot of world records and flight ratings and stuff like that. Hmm. Um, But basically, he worked it out with SpaceX to rent their space shuttle or their space ship <laughs> and uh fly to space with three other people so he's the first one and then there's a lady named Haley Arkino maybe it's French looking um and she had mm, some sort of bone cancer um and she got uh treatment at St. Jude's and is now obviously still here. She beat cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so she is flying with them. She's a physician's assistant at St. Jude, hmm. which is pretty cool that you, you know, you go to St. Jude as a kid and then they save your life and then you grow up and you work at St. Jude. That is pretty it's cool. It's a pretty cool circle. Um, so she's the second uh, civilian I don't even know what to call them, crew member, I guess. But then there's two open spots and they're just blank pictures with a space helmet on them because it could be you. Well, it can't be you when you're listening to this. You missed your chance. But it could be (laughs) Riley and I. Um, And so the way they're picking the crew for this is as you you have two ways of entering to win this, basically. You can donate to St. Jude's, which is cool. And then you would be the generosity crew member because there's four different like virtues that the crew is based on or whatever. So not a big deal, but you could donate to St. Jude's and then you're entered to win or you can randomly. I think so. Like you could just, you could bring nothing to the crew except for the fact that you donated. You could have no skills. Wow. Well, because the other one is you can use shift Four's website builder and create a website for your business and then tell about what your business is, and then you can enter to win that way as well. And if your website is like you're a donut maker or something? Yeah, it doesn't matter. You just have to build a website <laughs> with their website. Bu- so this whole thing is like, it's very like <laughs> low-key. people key. are going to die. I know, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> because honestly, like, it's a, a PA, a physician's assistant, yeah. some guy who gave money, and then some business owner who built a website with their website builder. Yeah, and then doesn't a, it take more than one person to a, fly a spaceship? Well, and then the guy who hasn't been to space before, he's just flown planes, and so it, it'll be fine. <sighs> so you're really, we're really trusting Elon Musk here and his autonomous spaceship. Yeah, to we not don't kill even us. trust his cars to not kill I us. I trust his cars mostly. 
Well, we trust his cars to like drive in a straight line on a highway yes. and like park for us, uh-huh. but not to like even turn for yeah. us. They can't even turn if cars. If we would have taken a Tesla to Snowy Range, we would have died. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you'd expect a Tesla spaceship to get to space? But to be fair, there's no lines in space. So. Yeah, you can't. There's less things you to can't hit. Crash there's no into ice space. in yeah, space. You're fine. Actually, there is ice space. There is in ice space, in space. But, but not slippery ice. <laughs> right. There's not ice that you can veer off of. Actually, there is. Anyway. <laughs> so I'm looking at their timeline right yeah. now. And it looks like the main way that they're like getting people or they're like spreading the news is they aired this Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, that was one of the big points in their timeline, isn't it? Yeah, so they announced the mission at the beginning of February and they're selecting the crew on February 27th. So there's literally 26 days that you can sign up for this mission, which is. I mean, fine if uh, right because they're not even like asking for applications or you don't have to like write a essay or right tell about your experience as a whatever. It's it's just random selection based on building a website for your donut business. <laughs> yeah. So I guess it doesn't really matter. But <laughs> one of the five points in their timeline is the Super Bowl commercial yeah. that I talked about. It's a very like markety looking thing. Yeah. Like there's not a lot of there's no reason for the mission either. It said like, are we gonna do any experiments or is there any point to this or is any cargo coming with us? And it said basically no. Like it's just a joyride for this super rich guy and then three random people. <laughs> just to create Which, some more space junk. Yeah. That sounds fun to me. So <sighs> I mean this guy, so it says he put a hundred million dollars towards this. This is the CEO. It says the crew will conduct experiments designed to expand our knowledge of the universe. But we won't be because there's autonomous science and instrument type things in the cargo hold. So our, all we're going to do, it seems like, is sit there for up to five days. <laughs> right. And depending on who the people who are random, like if I was randomly selected, if I won this, yeah. I have no skills to conduct experiments in space. Any experiment that I conducted would be like completely invalid because I can't even tell you the steps of the scientific method. But it's all autonomous, so you're just riding on so the it's experiment. Not the crew. <laughs> yeah, it's just like Elon <laughs> the, Musk. When they say program. the crew, they mean the people who are mission control. Like they're <laughs> right. doing it for you. Oh man, yeah, it's it's a very like it's kind of cheesy and it's very markety, but I'm still entering right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you should enter with me. We'll go to space together. There's I'll, a I'll there's, do it after the podcast. There's an option to enter without donating if you want to do that, or you can donate to St. Jude's. It's a probably one of the better charities you can give to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I don't know. I guess we'll let you know by the time we record our next episodes. We'll know if we're going to space or not. I don't even know if I would want to go to space. Space is so scary. But how come you can do negative months in your birthday? This is dumb. Um, their website sucks. They must have used their shift for website builder yeah. thing. Uh, but yeah, at least if you enter and they give it to you, you could say you declined to go to space. That's pretty cool. That's something That's, I'd put oh, on my resume. Yeah, like, oh, I was offered a chance to be a crew on a spaceship and I declined. <laughs> because I was so dedicated to the job I had yes, now. Yes, it's great. It's great. So yeah, I yeah. can see this going well no matter what. Yeah, Win there's, or no, lose. there's no bad there's no direction downside. that this could go. Yeah, okay. It says it's not going to launch any earlier than quarter four 2021. Which Why we, do they say 
it won't be earlier than probably because they have things to work out like yeah. uh how uh, they've they've got like the they know what kind of spaceship they're using and they know where they're leaving from yeah and uh what else do you need to know really yeah not how to fly a spaceship <laughs> <laughs> no oh man so it's yeah it sounds like they wanted to leave like october-ish then yeah no, no earlier. Than, no earlier. Than. So it'll be 2022. Oh, I saw October somewhere. Their website's bad. It's okay. Also, when I clicked on reserve your seat, the countdown timer changed <laughs> to three days instead of two. Oh, maybe so, it's the end of February. That would make more sense. Well, okay. Anyway, don't use Shift Four website builder. <laughs> The main reason I want to do it is for this cool patch to put on my patch jacket. That Have you seen cool my patch. patch jacket? Yes, but the main reason you want to go to space is to get a patch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that I could probably get online. I could, yeah. I could, you could make it I yourself. could probably get that on Etsy for like $12. Yeah. I couldn't make that myself. I can't needlepoint like that. Well, you would just like Photoshop that or you would just steal that picture and send it to like Redbubble and they would make it for you. Yeah. Yeah. There's... Yeah, it's okay. But going to space would be cool too. Bonus with the patch. Yeah, I would maybe get two patches, put one on my space suit and one on my patch jacket. <laughs> <laughs> can you put patches on space suits? I guess you can. NASA yeah, does. that's what they're for. Space suits aren't for patches. <laughs> <laughs> no, the patches are to put on oh, to like okay, identify okay, okay. who it is and like what their position is and what country like commander. they're from. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They're just decorative. They're you for. don't really need a space suit. They're decking out. <laughs> they're just stylish. They're <laughs> super slimming and fashionable. Oh man. <laughs> well, if any of you entered to go to space, maybe we'll go to space together. Yeah. What if you and I got selected? That would be fun. The only downside is if we both entered the same way, we won't both get selected. Okay. One so of us I has need to, to make a website. An entrepreneur. I'll make you can a start website. Your, uh, what was it? It was the the. Pastry shop Pastries on every corner. Everywhere you yes. look. Yeah. Start that website. <laughs> yeah. The, the number one way to start it will be to just create a website through a crappy website builder. Yeah. Yep. It'll be great. <laughs> it will be great. <laughs> you don't need pastries or anything like that. No. Just a website. Just a website. Yeah. That's what Squarespace tells me. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get sponsored by them. Okay. Well, let's move on from let's. possible space missions, which would be sick. We could record a podcast in space if they'd let us bring any stuff. It would. You don't. You, you you don't need much. You could just do it on your phone. They let you bring your phone. Isn't it like tens of thousands of dollars per pound that they send to space? I could take the case off. <laughs> <laughs> I just saved you fifteen grand. Yeah. I don't know that they let you bring your phone, but who knows? I could bring a. There's got to be some recording device that's really small and light and would be able to record. A half hour podcast. You could just like get your ear pierced and put it in it and pretend like it's part of your body. And yep. Then, yep. Yeah. If I were going to space, I would only accept it if I were able to record a podcast yeah. up there. Because it's five days. So what else are you gonna do? I mean, they've they've I've seen videos of yeah. astronauts. The space station astronauts get to like they like they make cameras. I've seen and they make YouTube, YouTube videos, videos of them yeah. like brushing their teeth in space. Yeah. If they can make videos of them brushing their teeth in space, yeah, I can record a podcast in space. Yeah. I agree. Okay, cool. So we're agreed. One of us goes to space, we'll record a podcast. Oh, you know, it'd be cool as if one of us was in space and one of us was on the ground and we were doing it in live time. That would be so annoying to listen to, though. <laughs> yeah. Be like, hey, how's it going? <laughs> the delay. 
good. How are you? Yeah. <laughs> We'd have to do our like clap technique uh-huh. and sync it and up. And then it, it wouldn't even work. <laughs> it still. wouldn't work oh, at all. Oh, man. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, we're moving on from space yes. now because I want to talk about GameStop. Stonks. Stonks. Yes. You might know GameStop as the defunct video game retailer that gives you $2 for a game you just paid $60 for from them a week ago. Yeah. Yeah. Relatable. I remember I sold them um, Super Smash Bros. Super Smash. Yeah. Super Smash Bros. Melee, which was the GameCube Super Smash. Uh-huh. Uh, which That's a good It's game. like one of the best games ever made, yeah. I think. It's a good one. Um, and I sold it to them for probably like two fifty in store credit. With like 10 other games to get enough to buy one used game. Yeah, and in-store credit is their good offer. Yeah. If you had just gotten cash, it, it would have been, been like, like $80. Cents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I sold it to them. And then I was just looking at it last year, I think, is when I was looking at it. Because um, I was contemplating buying a bunch of old GameCube games that were like my nostalgic games. You know, like GoldenEye and Super Monkey Ball and mm-hmm. Mario Party 5 and all those good GameCube games. And freaking, if only I had held on to it, I would have made more money than the GameStonk investors because it sells on eBay for like $250 for a GameCube game. Wow. And I sold it for $2. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So GameStop, I will always be a little bit bitter towards you. but Oh, I've always disliked GameStop. I never understood why people liked it. I'd only go there if the other option was donating it to like Goodwill, you know, or I couldn't give it to my friends or whatever. (laughs) I mean, two dollars is better than nothing, especially when you're twelve. But I suppose yes. Um, I know what you're saying. So anyway, so that's GameStop. Most of you are probably familiar with it. And I also have to acknowledge that most of you are also already knowing what we're going to say because it happened like a, more than a month ago. Did it really? Uh, it happened several it was weeks ago. A couple at this weeks point. ago. But it's happening again right now. That's true. Um, and who knows what it's going to be when you're listening to this? You can let us know in the past. But basically, um. <laughs> Reddit happened, mm. which is great. You love shout it when that happens. Reddit. I know. Shout out to Reddit. Um, so GameStop, I think this year their stocks like year low was something like four dollars, like so low. They were on the verge of bankruptcy. Oh well, they still are. Um, and they were basically everyone knew they were going to go to zero, and their company was going to go bankrupt and be sold off. Um, and so they had had a bad earnings call at the beginning of this year, and it dropped a lot off of their, you know, missing earnings by 6% or whatever it was. Um, and basically what happened is a couple of short-selling firms decided to pile on, and they were like, oh, GameStop's not going to be worth much soon, and we're just going to sell it short and make some money. And so basically what short-selling is is you borrow stocks from another investor and you pay like interest on that and then you hope that the price of the stock goes down enough that when you return the stocks they buy the stocks back um you've made kind of the profit the difference between what you borrowed it at and what it is now and so it's typically like a time bound thing it's something that you know you have a certain amount of time to be correct in or else you know, you have to give your stocks back. You have to pay it back one way or yeah, another. Either way, you're giving the borrowed stocks back. It's betting against the company. Yes. It's saying, I hope and predict that this company will be worse off in the future. Yeah. And then if you're right, then it sucks for the guy you borrowed from. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you lose a lot of money. And it's a pretty risky thing to do. It's not something you can kind of sit in indefinitely or take a long-term position in necessarily. But like you mentioned, there are firms that specialize yeah. in that. Yeah, because they can see either they have you know 
slight insider knowledge or they can just kind of get a good picture of a company's health or mm-hmm. where it's going and then they can generally time it right or at least have enough capital to keep their position open long enough to make money because most generally companies should be you know appreciating if they're a healthy company and if they're doing business well um and so not only do you have to time it right to when they're declining but you also have to have them decline enough to make money and you're also paying interest on top of it so it's typically expensive to keep a short position open for a long period of time so these this should have just been a routine thing like everyone knows it's going to go bankrupt like it's just a crappy company who's not modern at all probably happened many other times even in the last year totally so for them it was just like we're going to make you know a little bit of money off of this and so they bought up they sold short basically a bunch of gamestop um stocks and some people noticed this some people on reddit noticed this and it happened all around the same time as they brought on three new board members so that kind of gave their stock a boost just from a fresh infusion of maybe some people will help turn this company around so i think they went up uh, I've got a couple articles uh, open here. They went up, you know, ten or fifteen percent in a day because of this new um, infusion of board members, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that kind of would make the short sellers lose money because the stock goes up and they're having to pay more interest to cover. And when you're selling a stock short, your broker will have a specific point where they require you to buy some of your position back to kind of limit your losses. And so they'll force you to purchase shares to cover what you've borrowed against um, your portfolio. Portfolio. So they had to start buying some shares back when the price went up just to cover their losses. And this is about when, you know, Reddit started to notice what was going on because the um, the float was negative, which basically means they had borrowed more shares to short than there were in existence. So they had promised like to to pay back this many shares, even though it was more than had been existing. Um, and I think it was like 140% float or something like that so 40 percent more shares were promised than existed Mm -hmm. and when that happens you can have what's called a short squeeze and that's basically when um a stock or other asset jumps higher and then it forces anyone who bet that its price would fall to buy back to cover like i was saying and because there's not enough shares to buy they have to keep bidding the price higher and hoping to you know beat out other people to get shares to pay back their loan and because of the way it was set up and because of how much negative float there was if people decide not to sell their shares back into the market then the price will just infinitely climb higher and higher and higher because people keep bidding hoping to you know find someone who's willing to sell so that they can not lose millions of dollars and get their shares you know taken care of so that's basically what happened with GameStop they the price started going up because people on Reddit decided, hey, we're just going to like buy as much of this as we can and hold on to it and not sell it, you know, no matter what. Basically just to say screw you yeah. to these in- investment firms that are short selling. Totally, yeah. And so um and it it's kind of like a like a David and Goliath story in a way because mm-hmm. the retail trader has never been a like position of power. You never have any like good information. You don't have enough capital to kind of influence things. You don't have the best tools. You just kind of are at a disadvantage as a you know not super wealthy firm. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then when everyone on Wall Street Bet subreddit 
bands together and decides they're gonna like smash the <laughs> smash all the wealthy capitalist pigs. Oh, it's kind of fun to watch. The comments on Wall Street bets mm-hmm. are hilarious. hilarious. It's so funny. It's, it's a very vulgar place. It is, but it's also like a very homogenous yeah. place. Like they are all in it together, yep. and people post screenshots of them. Like literally losing tens of thousands of dollars, or hundreds of thousands, or millions, and, and but they're like, "I'm in it." They're like, yeah. "I don't care. I don't care that I'm losing hundreds of thousands uh-huh. of dollars. Screw those huge yeah. corporate billionaires." Yeah, <laughs> and, and so that's that's and what there's was millions of comments below that main point yeah. saying. I am inspired by you. Uh-huh. This is amazing. Hold on to this. Yep. And it's like uh, incredible it's to, so cool. to, to watch. I remember in the peak of it, the Reddit has like a 100,000 comment limit on a thread. Mm-hmm. And so at the peak of when this was all happening, they had to do six or seven threads just for GameStop in one day because of how much people were just like yeah. spamming things and like so exuberant. Yeah. And so in the span of about a week, GameStop went from being worth $40 a share to almost $400 a share, which is just insane. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, it was to the point where the two big short sellers who had started selling short originally, uh, Citroen Research and Melvin Capital are, were the two firms. And at the beginning, they were kind of calling all the people on Reddit like idiots. Like, you guys are going to lose all your money. You don't know what you're doing. Like, you basically are stupid. And so they go from this, like, oh, we're better than you position to both of them having to close out their positions at 100% loss. Like everything they'd put in, they lost. One of the companies, I think it was Melvin Capital, um, was given a $2.75 billion cash infusion to stop them from going bankrupt from one of the market makers. Because of all of this volatility, they need to kind of stabilize the market. So they gave this short selling company $2.75 billion to stabilize their position, and they lost it all in one day. <laughs> You're laughing, but ah, uh, that yeah. makes me mad. That, I know. I mean, would anyone else have been given almost three billion dollars? I wouldn't have been. Just no, no, you no. The hundreds of thousands yeah. of people on Reddit, yeah. would not have been given anything. They would have just been like, "That was a dumb move." Yeah. Sorry, you lost your millions totally. of dollars. But because they're like some well-established thing, and who knows what other like biases go into those kinds of decisions? Totally. Um, they get endless infusions mm-hmm. at the level of billions of dollars that they throw away in literally days. Yeah, it's crazy, and it's it's because there's so much shady stuff that's technically legal, or the SEC won't prosecute or won't even investigate. Because I want to say I can't remember the name. It was a big market maker, one of the top market makers, basically who facilitate trades. A market maker mm-hmm. basically just matches the other side of a trade, um, and so it was one of the major, like probably the top one in the world. I don't remember Citadel. I think is their name, Citadel Capital or something like that. They basically are the backbone for any broker. Like if you have you know an IRA through Vanguard or Fidelity or whatever, anytime you make a trade on any broker, it would most likely pass through them. They're like 60 or 70% of the business. And so they're like, they should just be a neutral like transaction processor, but they have... Not in America. No, they this this company that's processing all these transactions... Company in quotes. Owned, yeah, owned shares in these short selling companies. Like they, they had invested interest in these short selling companies. And so then, as you could expect, when they keep losing all their money... This should be neutral payment processor 
halted trading on GameStop and they jumped the capital requirements for brokers who wanted to trade it by like 10 times in a day. And so this is kind of where everyone got super pissed off because it was kind of all euphoria at this point. Um, But then it was halted and you basically on any broker except for a couple, you were banned from buying or selling GameStop. And so, which is ludicrous. Yeah, yeah. They just got completely banned from buying or selling, and they say like, "Oh, well, it's it's because it's risky and the volatility is so high." And you that's could like, the market. Yeah. That's what the our market yeah. is. Yeah, it's it's crazy. So it's it's fine when we you know go broke and when it's volatile and we get wiped out. But when yeah. the rich people get wiped out, you better watch <laughs> out. It's gonna be bad. Then for you'll us. get a cash infusion to just make yeah. it all better. Yeah. So. So yeah, so that's kind of when GameStop plummeted again because the volatility stopped. That's when panic kind of started setting in because people were like, crap, like we don't actually have control of this. No matter how much we crush them with the short squeeze, even if we all hold and no one sells mm-hmm. and they can't buy and they're bleeding money, they're hemorrhaging money, they can just change the rules and they can yeah. block us from buying this. And then, And the crazy thing is when it reopened, a ton of short sellers were able to buy back in at a lower price. So they basically just shut the market down, instilled panic, crashed it, and then they covered their positions and they were in a place where they weren't losing all this money anymore and then they could put the pressure back on. You know, it's so frustrating it makes me to me. so mad. I know, it's so frustrating. And Because you're right, it is, I mean, there are no rules and you know that there are, there's literally no one in this entire Sphere of conversation yeah. that we're talking about that is not ha- that does not have an ulterior motive. Yeah, everyone is bought into someone else who is interested in their success, and no one not. And this is a little conspiracy theory of me, a little a little uh, tinfoil tin hat. <laughs> but no one, including the government organizations that supposedly oversee yeah. all of these activities, is neutral. Yeah, they are all interested in someone's. Profit, and yep. I'll tell you, it's not the independent totally. uh, investors totally. who are who we're talking about. Yeah, well, the SEC, who are basically in charge of regulating the stock market, um, are either gutless because of regulation or legislation that they can't go after, you know, security funds, or they can't go after trading, not trading, but um, market makers, or they just don't have the the reason to investigate it, or they're bribed, which I'm sure is. <laughs> rampant in this area or they what's the most frustrating to me is they have a lot of big fines at least big for you and I on stuff like insider trading and stuff like market manipulation and just crazy stuff that is illegal right but the only thing that's the 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 punishment for it is just a fine. A hundred million dollars yeah. sounds like a lot to us, yeah. but is nothing to these companies. Totally. I mean, they got two point seven five billion in a day and lost right. it all. Right. So for them, like, they can insider trade all they want. They yeah. can manipulate the market all they want because it's just the cost of doing business. Right. And it's two percent of their yearly returns. You know, like, it's fine. But then for us, like, if I got caught insider trading, I would go to jail because I couldn't pay my two million dollar fine. You know, right. Like, it's just so frustrating. So. Wall Street, screw you guys. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It, you're right. You just need obscene amounts of money to be mm-hmm. able to play the game. And you don't get obscene amounts of money without playing the game incorrectly or being born into it from yeah. like systems of like oppression and yeah. unfair treatment. Totally. There's no like good way to get as rich as the 1% get without no. being unethical. Right. Like you can get wealthy. But it's not; it's nothing compared to no. you know the people who run our society. <laughs> yeah. So, 
Oh, that got dark. Wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but on the bright side, I did buy some GameStop shares and I held them for like three days and I made a house down payment. So that was cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So you, oh, so you weren't in it to like screw the man. You were no. just in it to make a little bit of yeah. little bit of scratch. Yeah, well, see, that's the dangerous thing because the Reddit folks were like, we're all in this together. Like if you sell, you suck. Like we hate you if you yeah. sell. And that's great to a point. Like it gets you going. But then I... You know, I decided when I had made, you know, a lot of money, I was like, I'm fine. Like, this is good. I'm not going to ruin my life if I lose all this. And so I took it out. And I probably, you know, missed out on another six grand or something like that, which is a lot of money for me. But I also would have, like, if I would have just kept holding and holding, I would have lost it all, you know? Right. And so I was happy with it. Well, for now. Who knows what's going to happen in a week? Well, yeah, because right now, like just today, it went up another hundred percent, and it's like one hundred and eighty dollars a share or something like that. It's l- like it's not literally gambling because gambling is like the opportunity to whatever, but it's basically yeah. gambling. Yeah, it's it's amazing. And for a while, I thought like it's not gambling because like anything could happen, and it's not controlled. Like it's not a casino where the other party has an advantage. It's just like you have to be smart and you have to like kind of at least understand the financials of it doesn't matter like none of that is true like gamestop is still kind of a doomed company at this point none of this is based on right. their company doing good or anything like that <laughs> no. and it's not even like fair gambling because it's obvious that the market makers still control it and they can just shut it down whenever they want you know so it it's literally gambling <laughs> at this point <laughs> it is and you you make a good point that it, it this this whole conversation kind of frustrates me because it's built off of the principle that some people are hoping that GameStop fails. Yeah. The 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 like Wall Street was built on the idea that there are people with money who want to invest in people with potential. Right. But they're doing the exact opposite yeah. with this whole system. They're saying this is a failed company. I'm gonna put. I'm gonna give other people money and like gamble and, and bet that this company is gonna continue to fail. Yeah. And I'm gonna hope and pray that this company fails more and more and that these people continue to suck. Right. And that's the exact opposite of yeah. what like the market, in my opinion, totally. is supposed to be. Because it should be like you take a risk on people or products that you're think you are going to go well. Yeah. And then when they've added value to the world, then you get to reap some of, you know, the value that you've added to the world. Yeah. Whereas this is like even if you make money, it's not adding anything to the world. <laughs> no. Like it's, you're just being a parasite yeah. <laughs> on our system. You just reaped benefits from like something failing. Yeah. yeah. Which is just kind of gross. Yeah, it's super gross. <laughs> okay. Oh man! Wow. But on other stock topics, we could get off the GameStop thing because it's kind of depressing if you think about yeah, it too much. It does a little bit. But have you ever <laughs> read that one Reddit story about? Because it's it's really easy in this day and age to like get in over your head with investments really quick. Mm-hmm. Everything's so accessible online. You can kind of like mess up on applications or fudge your way through and get given way more power than you know what to do with. Um, and one prime example of this that I like laughed so hard and I felt so bad for this dude. Um, but he was trading corn futures. And futures like basically are a way to guess at what the price is going to be of some sort of commodity in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and so 
a lot of companies might use them to lock in a price now or they might choose to kind of float them in the future and hope it goes down. So it's kind of a weird like fluid thing that is half based on like it's ideas. More, it's more ba- it's guess based on guessing a lot and yeah. it's, and for especially for commodities and crops and things yeah. like that. It's also ba- based a lot on just like the environment and totally. like with a, with something like corn you could say I think that the price is going to go up because we had a great harvest last year totally. or whatever, but then there could be a famine or or not a, a drought, drought, yeah, or something like yeah. that, and the price of corn could go way up because there's not enough of it. Yeah. Anyway, so it's super hard to understand because a lot of it is stuff like that where you're guessing and you're predicting the future, and it's kind of all based on like your intuition and your, you know, everyone's uh, kind of everyone else's guess because the price changes based on what other people are thinking too. So there's an aspect of it that's really abstract, and a lot of people will use futures. Um, to kind of predict what's going to happen on the next day. So like there's futures for the S&P 500 and it kind of predicts what that specific ticker is going to be like in the future. And so Mm -hmm. people use it in that way, but then they also use it for the more physical side where it's actually a commodity. Like you can do it for, you know, crude oil, you can do it for jet fuel or corn or all of this stuff. Um, and it's confusing because they're all just lumped into futures, but there's a very big difference between, you know, a stock future and then a commodity future. And so this poor guy on Reddit somewhere on Wall Street Bets bought into this like corn futures thing and everyone was making a ton of money off corn futures. But commodity futures aren't cash settled. And what that means is if your future contract comes to the end and it's in the money, which means the condition that the future will execute at is, you know, the price is above that, then it executes and typically for you know a stock future or something like that it would be cash settled so you'd get the money and that's it um and so this poor guy doesn't understand that it's not cash settled it's actually physically settled and so his corn future expires and he thinks he's made a lot of money but it turns out he's just bought you know hundreds of millions of pounds of corn for cheaper than the market price and so he could have made a lot of money if he has a way to receive you know, hundreds of millions of pounds of corn. And so this company calls him and they're asking where they should deliver his trucks of corn. <laughs> and this poor oh, dude, man. like, he had no idea what he was getting into. And so he theoretically could have made, you know, a hundred grand if he had a way to receive all of this corn and then resell it at the mm-hmm. current market price. And I just, like, I cracked up about the idea of this guy, like, he... He bought so much corn. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. So that's intense. Yeah. That's terrible. I wonder what he did. I don't know. I think he would have just had to like let the contracts, you know, basically null them out because he didn't have a way to receive and, it and send the and then he loses the money he invested originally. Corn back to where it came from. Yeah. I mean, it's great for the people who were <laughs> on right. the other side of that contract, but yeah, that's crazy. So. If you're into investing, understand what you're investing in, or you might. If you're into investing, go listen to a podcast that actually talks about it. Well, if you're into investing, do more research than listening to a podcast. Yeah, you should read a book, like a paper book. Or like get a degree. Yeah. There are an entire degrees about investing. There are. (laughs) Or just read a book. (laughs) Yeah. Or just like read Wall Street Bets subreddit a lot. That could work. That's basically it. You'll end up in corn. Well, 
That was fun. Yeah, thanks for listening to this episode of uh, Planet Money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so... uh, I thought you were actually doing the outro there. (laughs) No. (laughs) So then I got confused. No. Oh, man. Am I doing the outro? Yes. We're out of practice. Thanks for listening to this episode of Planet Money. We've got new episodes every Monday and Wednesday that you can find wherever you get podcasts. If you like what you heard and you know someone else who enjoys stonks in space... Send this podcast to them because it's going to be right up their alley. We're Mm. glad to be back with you guys. If you have any comments, questions, or just nice words to say to us, you can say them to our email at ihearditonapodcast at gmail.com. This was a really brainy episode. It was. (laughs) We're back with a vengeance. We're back with the big brain thoughts. Big brain energy. (laughs) (laughs) Yep, it's better than... Yep. Yep. (laughs)